To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it in the ass. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? Why the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. Before you hear the spare parts to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. See, the link is right up there in the description if you're watching the uh, if you're watching the video. Uh, also, you can, so for video, you can find me on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm, or you can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. If you're on the audio portion, you can find me anywhere where podcasts are available. Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere where podcasts are available. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share, and donate. If you have questions, concerns, comments, go directly to my website, PositiveSarcasm.com. Click on the contact section. You can hit me up there with anything you need. If you're opposing music, if you need, well, if you're a fitness competitor and you're looking for posing music, shout out to the ones who hit me up this weekend. You can go ahead and uh, reach me through there. Or if you just want to reach me directly, because we've uh, we've already spoken before. Or either way, it's up to you. Positive sarcasm at Outlook.com. That is another way to reach me. Just make sure you put in the subject podcast or posing music or something like that. I check my spam mail, so don't worry. You won't be lost. Mm. So what do we got going on here? All right. uh, Stock market news. Beyond meat. Braille sex. We'll get to that. And definitely some Q&A. In the first half of last week's podcast, the intro, I complained about how everything about where I live currently sucks. About how I love living on the seacoast, but... I hate the town that I live in. So, I mean, basically, I re- I'll read it right off to you, some of the things I said. This town sucks. The grocery store sucks. The traffic here sucks. The parking sucks. The property management sucks. First chance I'm get- I get, I'm out of here. Um, and then I mentioned something about hats, but <laughs> that's another subject for another day. So, does this town suck? Um, if you live actually in the town itself, the center of town, Yes, it sucks. It's all college people. It's garbage parking. It's just, it's, ugh. I can't, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Newmarket or, 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 or Northampton or Greenland or, or Hampton itself, like, different vibe, different thing. This town, the actual t- town center, forget it. You want nothing to do with it. Um, the grocery store, does it suck in the middle of town? Yes, there is one down the street though, but I don't even shop at that one really anymore. I maybe spend like every couple of weeks, I maybe drop like 15, 20 bucks there. Besides that, all the grocery shopping I do, all the clothes shopping I do, all the shopping and you know material things that I pay for, it's out of town, period. The parking here, abysmal. You're either getting towed or you're getting a ticket. It's just impossible. Um, property management at, uh, here, um, let's just say it's a one-way street, okay? So, that being said, how long do I plan on living in this town before I relocate to the other side of the highway? So, in New Hampshire, if you're not familiar with it, uh, the ocean side, you have the 
ocean side of the highway and the non-ocean side of the highway. The non-ocean side of the highway, you have Seabrook, Hampton, Northampton, Rye, and Portsmouth. Okay. On the non-ocean side, which is right on the other side of the highway, you have uh, Newfields, Exeter, Stratum, Newmarket, Durham, and Newington. Okay. Those are your well. How does Newington count? Newington is yeah, New and Newington. All right, and you also have Dover, kind of. So there's that. Um, all the towns I've named off have beautiful spots to live in. However, I want to relocate back to the opposite side. I want to lo- relocate and be on that. That uh, Greenland's a beautiful town too, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Back in the day, you could get an awesome house there for cheap money. Not anymore. Um, but oh, here he comes. Here he comes, getting pets. Um, hey, handsome. So don't knock anything over. Don't knock anything over. Okay, I just fed you a giant freaking. What's that shit in there? Um, but no, I want to relocate back to the ocean side of the highway, uh, which I will do. How long is it going to be? Let me get back on point here because I was complaining about how much this town sucks. Well, my rent went down. Uh, not much, but comparatively is now our housing prices going to drop. Yes. But the problem is in New Hampshire is there's not enough inventory of housing for uh, there to be a huge drop in prices. This isn't Boise. This isn't Florida. This isn't Texas. This isn't Arizona or New Mexico or or whatever. No, there's not enough housing here to support a massive price drop. And even if there was, interest rates are going to offset that. So unless you're a cash buyer. But there's a lot of other factors. So the fact is, is buying a house right now in 2020 in, for 2023 would be completely out or getting in that vicinity because because housing prices are going to stay high people are going to continue to rent and if people are going to continue to rent then those prices are going to are going to stay high as well because of the cost of inflation because of energy prices because of maintenance of the property all that stuff taken into account so rental prices are going to stay high and are actually already rising so if, in order for me to go find something somewhere else it would be three four five hundred dollars more to do that it makes no sense if i'm just looking for another shitty place to live in for the next year after this lease is up so in my thought it was like okay well how much time do i have before i start looking now could i have started looking uh in like i don't know like january february yeah but i already know prices are going to be high and i already have a plan of attack of when i wanted to actually start doing it And they wanted to renew my lease early here. So I decided, okay, I'm going to just bite the bullet. Go Because I have to store the Mustang. I have other things. I have to store the Mustang for one, for four months, and then get it out of storage and do a significant um, upgrade to the Mustang. As far as, like, you know, suspension, uh, exhaust system, uh, an additional drivetrain parts. Because this is the car I want to keep for the rest of my life. Um, Because I don't believe, no matter how much um, EVs come into play, I always think internal combustion engines will always be a balance in the market. Because internal combustion engines can be fuel efficient. Their synthetic fuels are definitely on the way. Um, Their parts are cheap. And synthetic and internal combustion engines are lighter than EV. Chase, Chase, 
don't move the camera. You can't see it off camera, but he's laying down. He's literally pushing the camera out of the way. Chase, stay there, buddy. If you want to sit with me, you can, but you got to not put your fat ass in the camera. Um, that being said, I, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know I love you. Okay. And I just fed you that giant soup bone. Give you that whole soup bone. I put pork in your food. You know I love you. Okay. Anyways. What the fuck was I talking about? I don't fucking know. Oh, so I had no choice. Well, I didn't have a choice, but I decided, fuck it. Let's just focus on this. So uh, I'm here until May, and then I already re-upped for a lower price to uh, be here for another year. So approximately 20 months. So approximately 20 months of living in this town. I mean, for probably the cheapest you can find on the seacoast. Most likely the cheapest you can find on the seacoast. That also accepts pets. And doesn't have a way... Like, no questions asked, Chase is here. Because there's, there's no... I'm not some Californian. He is priority. Where I go, he goes. End of story. So that being said, he's safe here. We get to have lots of fun. We're right by the seacoast. It's awesome. So... By then, 2023, the housing market, there should be more inventory on the market for the prices to go down. Um, I'll have to, I mean, storage for the Mustang, upgrading it, that's a pretty penny, I have to offset that. And then basically working towards evening myself out for whatever situation comes by spring of 2024. Because the housing market doesn't react as fastly. It's like, a, it's like a big ship that tries to turn. The housing market and just the market in general doesn't react as quickly as the market that actually crashes. So basically the stock market took a big shit on itself today because of remarks by the Fed's uh, main man, Jerome Powell. So he had some things to say that caused the fear gauge and caused all the other inverse uh, indexes in the market to basically go, hey, and then the market took a dump on itself. So the futures were down significantly. Uh, futures are an indication of basically what's going to happen the next day. So there was a lot of pressure on the markets. People were just kind of sitting, you know, the market was kind of sitting parallel. It went up for it, and then the inverse stocks went up for a bit. Uh, before they went up for a little bit, I sold everything that I had. I sold everything that I had, and I said, all right, we're going to give this a shot because I really think that this time the markets are going to react significantly. They went up. They went down. The inverse stock. So the inverse is the exact opposite uh, of what the S&P 500, the Dow Jones, the, the NASDAQ, or a, a collection of the two or three how they react. So the market goes down, the inverse indexes go up. The market dipped hard, the indexes went up, then they came back down, and then towards the end of the day, more remarks, more digestion of this of what Jerome Powell said, and then the market just went. And the next thing you know, I was up, you know, eight, nine percent, and right now I'm sitting pretty on on that. It's a little and basically I would rather make a little on the market going bad than keeping what I had and losing more on that. So I just made up some, I made up for lost ground and put myself right back where I was. 
and then I'll just kind of sit here on the cash that I made and just wait to see what I want to do. Now this market, I have a rule for any video editing that I do, posing music that I do, class action lawsuits, all that stuff. That just goes into stocks. It just goes there and sits in passive income that kind of just collects on dividends. That's where that goes. That's kind of my rule on that. Um, it's a hard rule to stick to, especially when you can just at any time, just like porn, go and look at the stock market. It's addictive and it's not good, especially when you're just at passive income. But right now, stocks are so fucking volatile right now. It's hard to not pay attention. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm just... I don't want to touch that that money. That's um, it's not going to do me any good sitting in a savings account. It's not going to do me any good really paying off bills at this time because I can do all of that. So I have a plan in place. I'm looking forward to a good 2023, um, even though I'm still living in a town that I really can't stand and will never want to live in again. However, after 2023, putting myself in a much better position financially to actually be looking forward to what happens the year after that and ultimately i want to have you know a, a home that i'm not going to lose um and uh a backyard for chase to run around in and have a beautiful life no i not gonna but i say that i don't know if, i don't want to say that i deserve it but it's something i've been aiming for and i think it's finally going to come to fruition but in the meantime i'm trying to make these decisions based on where i am right now monetarily it's a good idea and as far as what you should do um basically if you have any debt that you really can't afford right now my advice to you is try to get rid of it the best you can um if you're looking to sell a car uh, and, and because you don't need it or it's a gas guzzler or whatever your best time to sell is right now because it's the, the prices on used cars are just gonna go down eventually there will be a bubble uh, a bubble popping in the used car market you know um, so there is that to take into account right now there is still a lot of inflation so if you are looking to make extra money on little things here and there I strongly suggest you do so um, shop wisely and basically if you can get like yourself like a stock trading app like for example in my description there's the Weeble app if you're looking to maybe when the dust not when the dust settles but when there's blood in the streets that's when you buy if you're looking to get into stock trading, that uh, that link right there will actually get you. It will get you started. It'll get you a little portfolio. That'll give you some free stocks. You literally, you'll be like, okay, thank you for joining the app. Here's some free stocks. And then you can sell it and be like, okay, I actually want to use that money to buy this. Um, so that's one thing you can do. Now I can't advise you, but I can tell you if you want to get in the market, that's one way to do it, and it's a very simple way. Don't treat it like a casino, unless you know how casinos work. But that is kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm gearing towards right now. Like, okay, I have my long-term plan here. I have a new, I actually have a plan in place here that has, um, well, as long as, I remember I said, I fucking A, I said this in January of 2020. I said this again at, at, in 2021. Well, in 2021, I said it, and then I said something about the event horizon. So I'm like, uh-oh, oh boy. But in 2020, I was like, okay, I did everything I did everything I was supposed to financially. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I really did. And I can be in a position to do that again. So I just want to tell you, if I'm going to preach something to you, I want to let you know, you know, first off, am I being a hypocrite? All right. 
if I talk about religion or culture or, or, or politics or, or uh, uh, money. I want to let you know where I'm at, too, so you can judge uh, me, per se, about if I'm teaching responsibility and simplicity and all this other stuff, what am I bringing to the table? Well, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm spending. Like, don't get me wrong. I spend money, okay? Like, do I pay attention to what groceries I shop? Absolutely. But do I buy a lot of groceries? Oh, fuck yeah. Um, do I spend a lot of money on clothes? No. Like, I buy, like, $6 V-necks and, like, $10 dress shirts. Uh, but I do when I do I go shopping for clothes and do I always check the racks? Yeah, absolutely. Do I need to? Not necessarily, but I like to look good. I like to present in such a way. So I do spend a uh, money on clothes. Matter of fact, I just bought two new suits. Did I spend a lot of money? No, I didn't. Um, you know, do I love technology? Yes, absolutely. Do I spend a lot of money on it? No. But I I tend to hoard it because. To spend a lot of money on technology can get can go ridiculous. Now, I, I collect a lot of older computers, like you know DDR3, uh, older Gen Intel's. But at the same time, by keeping those, I have to upgrade them. So I got to put SSD drives in them, which cost between twenty and fifty dollars. I got to put new RAM in them, which cost between twenty and fifty dollars. Um, I have to buy other things for them, maybe a new battery, a new power cord. So it can rack up. Next thing you know, you spend like a hundred bucks, but then you get this fully functional computer that you can do a lot of things with. Um, so it, it's a balance, but I, I'm very, I am relatively careful. Now, have I made mistakes on purchases before? Yeah, I fuck up all the time. Um, and even though I'm a cheap purchase, I do purchase a lot of cheap stuff. I'm still holding by my rules about, uh, what, what do you call it? Um, what countries I purchase from? Like I have a boycott list and I, I'm essentially like 90% of the products I buy I don't buy from China, I buy from Taiwan, or I buy from South American countries or developing nations around China because I don't want to support that. I don't have, and I don't have to. If I can check the tag and be like, oh, I don't need those that pair of pants, um, okay, then I don't buy it. Technology is a little more difficult, especially with drone product products, but I have my drone products. Um, watches, most of my, all my watches are Swiss made or they have Swiss movements. Uh, and like I said, I already have older technology. My cars, like I said, I've never spent more than $7,000 on a car. Really. My Pontiac G- my Pontiac Grand Prix um, in 2003, that was $5,000. My Saab 9.5 Turbo after that was $5,200. The 454, one of the two. After that, I bought a Pontiac G6 convertible. That was that was my most expensive car I ever purchased. That was like that was seven thousand dollars. After that, I got rid of that car. Well, it, it was totaled, <laughs> hit and run. Uh, after that, I bought the Mustang. That was sixty-eight hundred. And then the Lincoln. Well, I bought the and then I bought the what do you call it? For a winter car, I bought a Dodge Stealth. I literally swiped a credit card for eight hundred fifty bucks to buy that car. Got rid of that and traded it for a Honda Civic which I immediately got rid of because it was just, I was looking for the cash. Then I went out and bought a Lincoln Continental for $1,200. And I, I still have both. I, well, not the Stealth, but I, I have the Lincoln and I have the Mustang. So I don't spend a lot of money on cars. Do I put money into cars? Absolutely. I put brakes, rotors, uh, uh, you know, r- restoration work into them just to keep them running. 
Um, I don't need a brand new fucking Mazda 3 or anything like that. That's a lot of money, and it's not necessary. Those are throwaway cars. So I'm trying to keep my balance as low as possible. New phone? I haven't bought a new phone since 2018. I did a vlog on it uh, back in like 2018, 2019. I still have that phone. Samsung S9 Galaxy. Uh, S9 Plus Galaxy. Um, it runs great. I mean, it has some quirks here and there. Like the screen sometimes turns green for whatever reason. And the battery's not that great. But whatever. Great fucking phone. I love it. You know, and at the end of the day, I don't, it doesn't, I don't beat the shit out of it. I don't think. All my camera gear, super cheap. But like I'm saying, I don't want to fall victim to, and then, you know, also in 2021, I paid off the cars. I paid off the, uh, all my college loans. And if this whole thing about stu student loan reimbursement f comes through and I'm actually someone who could take advantage of it, um... I actually will if it is in my favor to do so. So I will absolutely do that. Um, but I'm picking and choosing my battles. I am enjoying myself at the same time. Like, do, is there any reason why I should have 15 bottles of alcohol, wine, rum, whiskey? Uh, any reason for that? None whatsoever. But I don't drink a lot. Matter of fact, out of the 15 bottles that I have, uh, there's only one slot that's empty and that's one bottle that's open that's it I don't have a gym membership because I literally built my own home workout thing so I can literally just go in the other room and go lift weights I'm very I very much tried to compress my lifestyle so that I could do a, a, a vast majority of the things that I used to do but not be shelling out shitloads of cash you know and then it's like coffee coffee is my only stimulant i don't smoke cigarettes i don't um i don't have a weed habit so i don't smoke weed um i probably should some people tell me i should so it's like but i don't have that so it's not there which is cool i don't have to spend the money on that i don't have a drug habit i don't have prescription medications now supplements is another thing i do spend money on supplements magnesium fish oil uh uh, penicillin, potassium, uh, you know, uh, alpha brain, which I haven't had in a couple weeks, but I have a sponsor, a new sponsor coming to the podcast for the next 15 weeks called Magic Mind. So they'll be coming in. I'll tell you more about them and I'll build them. They're going to be not this podcast and not the next podcast. The podcast after that in Octo mid October, they will be showcased. I will probably just put a little thing here over here and I'll let you know how it is, how it tastes, how I feel when I'm on it and see how it how well it helps me during the podcast and just overall. But they're, uh, that's, they're going to be an actual sponsor of the podcast on the audio portion and the video portion for the next 15 episodes uh, from the time I start doing the ads for them. So shout out to Magic Mind for actually reaching out to me. Uh, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. You know, if your stuff's good, I'll tell you, I'll tell people about it. You know, um, I love Liquid Alpha Brain. Sign me up. Um, so there, there, that, so that's that. So I got, you know, I have my Weeble uh, affiliate link. I have Magic Mind coming through the pike, and I'm just, I'm trying to do the best I can to push out content on the things I can at least push out content for, which is the uh, music reaction channel, which is gaining subscribers. Uh, this channel, which is now moved to Rumble, which I'm just going to continuously do because fuck it, you know, that's this is one of the things that founded the podcast. And I know I dropped a uh, a, a blog about uh, stock market and Congress and all that other stuff. Um, 
but I'm actually um, about 80% done with another blog. That's going to be a little more a little more funny and a little more aggressive. Well, way more funny and way more aggressive. I'm working on that one. I only got about 20. It needs about another 200 words, and then I think we're going to be good to go. But I'll get that one working as soon as possible. So uh, that's like I, I just want to talk about you know stock market news and then kind of also tell you what else I'm working, what else I'm looking at, and what else what is my goal. Like in 20 months, in 20 months generally, I want to be able to financially be stay even more stable than I am now. Regardless of inflation and everything like that, I want to be completely stable and by spring of 2024 in a house. That's my goal. I've got 20 months. So basically this lease is up in May and then I got one more to go. And then that's it. 2024, we will know. We will definitely know by mid-2024 what the market looks like for my area. Okay, I think by then, you know, because every quarter rates are going to continue to hike. Prices are going to continue to drop. The question is what's going to, what's going to trigger the market in this area to actually allow for houses to be vacated, for, for a inventory to go up significantly. I mean significantly. Like a 20% increase in inventory. That's needed in order for these prices to come down a lot. Because then buyers are going to have a lot more options. And they're not going to be offering 10 grand over on a fucking trailer. Which is exactly what happened up here. I offered uh, $5,000 over, uh, over asking on one place. And then 10000 over cost on another place. I got fucking blown out on both. And I said, fucking I'm out. We're not doing this. I'm not playing this game. So here we are, but like I said, I'm paying the I'm paying less rent than I am was in Manchester uh, when I lived there in that last year or so. So I pay paying less rent than I did there um, by how much? Yeah, no. So it was 1,200 with parking. Uh, this is will be 1,080 without parking but that it's a thousand dollars on top of that but it's still over 12 months it's still there's still a, a a little bit of a difference so absolutely i i'm definitely making out i'm closer to the you know and, and i'm i'm also closer to where i want to be and mentally um i only have a few obstacles in my way so you just got i have to buckle down and focus and can and, and really it was a tough transition here and it's been kind of a tough transition while being here but I am here. I do have some gripes. I got them out of the way. This is a great place for me to kind of vent them and move on to, and then once it's done, move on with it. Um, but in the meantime, now I'm just milking this. But stock market news wasn't good, and it kind of led me for the led me down this 25-minute diatribe of what my thoughts are. So we'll keep you up to date. Um, uh, just you know. Quick casual update, uh, Chase is doing very well. Right now he's in a 90-pound love sack uh, comforter, and he's, with the exception of almost knocking over my camera system, he's doing quite well. Um, so I just wanted to let you know he's doing very, very well. He's enjoying his time. He's getting a lot of time with me. He goes with me everywhere, and um, that's pretty much that. He's got some new friends in his life, and it's going to be it's gonna be a good winter for him. It's going to be a great winter for us. Uh, regardless of if the world falls apart. Even though I just heard that little thingy that Putin's doing with the whole partial call-up and draft um, 
that's okay. I got a bug out bag. I got plenty of bullets. And worst case scenario, if the world goes to war, I can just grab my bag, jump in my Mustang, and be out of here. That's the way she goes. Um, I wanted to get to this article. Um, there was a couple articles, but this one I wanted to really focus on. So uh, let me turn this down a bit. There we go. I had the synthwave music going here. So I saw this on Instagram. And then I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. So Beyond Meat, uh, Beyond Meat's the company that makes, you know, fake burgers, fake sausages, fake burger patties, all that other stupid shit. It's 100%. No, you can't fucking sue me for this. It is not healthy for you. It's made out of vegetable oils, which are have been uh, studied and are absolutely canola oil, vegetable oils, soy-based oils are way worse for you okay it's made out of like soybeans and all kinds of other just garbage it's, and it's all processed like a burger patty is not processed it's basically it's gone through a meat grinder and then it's packaged together and out it goes it's just meat it's just meat and fat but a beyond meat burger is processed and soyified and added with coloring and fucking vegetable oils it's horrible for you it does you you have no nutritional guidance on that i can only imagine what it does to your stomach now they're not doing so well as a company like their stock value is plummeting but the great thing about this all this is the i wanted a bigger article by gizmodo because it talks about not only the incident and the company as a whole so um also i got my little my little eight ouncer uh coffee mug today here we go Let's see. Let's pop up the second monitor. Courtesy of Gizmodo, Lauren Leffer. Beyond Meat CEO uh, allegedly bit a guy's nose. Uh, let's see. Thoughts and prayers. Okay, I love it. They're already going for the throat. Thoughts and prayers for Beyond Meat in this trying time. Look at this guy's fucking face. Clearly bit somebody's nose. Arr, arr. Plant-based burger company, replacement company, is currently swimming in struggle sauce. Doug Ramsey... Um, this guy looks like a fucking, he looks like the, he looks like a football coach. Um, he's the beyond meets chief operating officer. That's pretty high up there. He has been suspended from the company, not placed on administrative leave. Well, has he been suspended or been placed on administrative leave? Suspended is suspended without pay. Administrative leave is suspended, but with pay. Either way, suspended from the company after being arrested for allegedly Biting a man's nose in a brawl. Then there's the food disruptors deepening financial woes. Ramsley reportedly got into a dispute while driving outside of a college football game in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Home of the Razorbacks. According to the police report, Beyond Meat um, exec was upset when another car tried to merge into his lane. So, driving outside the college game, so in Fayetteville. If you've ever tried to drive to an actual college football game, getting in and getting out, it's a fucking nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. The police report claims that Ramsey exited his car, punched through the back of the windshield of the offending car. Then while the other driver exited their vehicle, Ramsey punched them multiple times. Finally, the report alleges that Ramsey also bit the other person's nose, ripping, quote, ripping the flesh According to a report of the Associated Press, yikes. Oh, the yikes was added as a commentary. 
The CEO has been charged with felony battery and making a terroristic threat, and he was released on Sunday on an $11,000 bond. Um, so wait a minute. So the, Okay, he exited his car. He could have let it go. So he got out of his car by his own free will, vandalized the person's vehicle. Okay. And then the other driver, defending his property... Renzi struck them accordingly multiple times and then bit somebody. That's bad. So clearly he lost his shit. Now, before he was heading up operations at Beyond Meat, Ramsey spent 30 years working at Tyson Foods, the poultry production giant, in various high-level roles. There is a Mike Tyson joke to be made here, but I just can't put my chicken finger on it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Ramsey's alleged behavior is inexplicably is inexplicably aggro and frankly disturbing. Um, but perhaps this is just how terrifying, uh, this is how the terrifying man responds to stress. Beyond Meat has lost more than 85% of its share value in the past 12 months, 85%. Okay, so let's just put that in perspective. If the stock was worth $100 a share and it's lost 85%, that stock that was now worth $100 a share and lost 85%, it's now worth $15 a share. Uh, if I was in a high-rise, I'd be leaping to my doom. Uh, falling about $112. Oh, I was right. Falling from $112 to less than $17. Oh. So for reference, shortly after the company went public in 2019, the stock market peaked. The stock peaked at nearly 235 So if you bought at 235 and it's down to 17 oh, we Pancakes. Beyond pancakes. In a dismal quarterly report last month, Beyond's prospect looked additionally grim. The company's reveal the company revealed its revenue had fallen by 1.6% and that it had a net loss of $97 million. Much larger than even with all this fucking inflation, it's still losing that much money. Much larger than analysts expected. According to a report from the Associated Press, AP, AP. Uh, amid the fiscal hardship, Beyond Meat announced layoffs of 4% of its workers worldwide. Um, in a shareholder call, Beyond's president and CEO Ethan Brown attributed the poor quarterly showing to a current overall high cost of food, making consumers less likely to shell out for price for price that a premium fake meats. Yet Brown didn't reference the fact that the requisite appetite for Beyond Meat's for Beyond's products might not be there, even when it's a relatively cheap, fast meal. Compared to what? Real meat, which you don't have to process? Get real, stupid. Earlier in August, Beyond... Excuse me. Oh, earlier in August. That's right. McDonald's had a fucking partnership with them. McDonald's ended its six-month, 600-restaurant trial... Oh, it was a trial... of Beyond's McPlant burger in the U.S. Note that McPlant was still priced more then 65% higher than the comparable quarter pounder. The fast food chain was piloting the plant-based product to see how it would sell. Apparently, the answer was not very well. Uh, at r some rural locations, customers only ordered three to five McPlants a day. McPlants. <laughs> More like McFuck that. Even in cities like San Francisco, sales of the sandwich were reportedly far lower than the goal. What would you expect people in San Francisco to be eating that shit anyways? Uh, there's been no news on whether or not the follow-up U.S. trial is planned. However, the company d still does have ongoing product pilots with KFC and Panda Express. And Beyond announced 
a new fast food partnership with Taco Bell on Wednesday. The company is testing out a Beyond Carne Asada at 50 Ohio locations of the restaurant. In contrast to the McPlant, the company said that the new product would be offering would be offered at a price parity to Taco Bell's traditional steak to increase accessibility to plant-based products. Uh, but even thinking outside the bun doesn't have to see blah, 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 blah. the faux carne asada announcement only briefly sent the stock prices up before they began to fall again. As of writing, shares are hovering around the same prices they were yesterday's close. Taken all together, it seems like the company could be headed for a full-scale face plant. Boy, these puns are fucking on the ball. Which kind of shit? Which is a kind of a shame, considering the environmental consequences of the industry beyond me is theoretically trying to subvert. Subvert. Environmental consequences? Dude, monocrop agriculturing is fucking even worse than anything that the uh, meat industry is putting out there. Monocrop agriculture is terrible, especially when it comes to soy. And soy is terrible for you. Beyond meat is therapy, blah, 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 uh, are better for the climate than traditional cow-based beef. Not necessarily true. Um, or it may not even be true at all. But Beyond might need a culture shift and new executive team. If the company is going to live up to its much hyped potential. Now this place is fucked. Because if you've already lost that much of it. And you're already trying to sell something that nobody wants. And it's more expensive. And we're going into about. Or if not. We're already in a technical recession. And the shit's about to hit the fan even more. As I just explained with the stock market news. Who the fuck's going to buy this stuff? Or is it just going to get bought out? But either way. It's like nobody wants it. It's a dead company. In my opinion. Um, and quite frankly, does it taste better than a real burger? No, I, I just, I just think it's dead in the water personally, you know, so I wouldn't, I don't eat, do I eat the shit? No, fuck that noise. I don't touch that crap. So I'm not going to go near it. Um, what do we want? Anyways. So there's that. The, the guy was at an Arkansas Razorbacks. So he just, he didn't just bite a guy out of, you know, the guy he got out of his car got out of his car so that's road he got road rage and turned it into foot rage got out of his car punched in the fucking car the window of the car punched a guy multiple times and then bit somebody's nose severely and you know that there's going to be a wealth transfer here this guy is going to get sued Hard. He's the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation and worked at Tyson Foods for 30 years. So this guy's got shitloads of money. So there's a lawyer right now somewhere in Arkansas who's like, dude, sign me the fuck up. And that person's that person's going to have a million dollar nose. And it's going to be one of those things where it's settled out of court. So we're, they're not going to they're not going to disclose the amount of money. So somebody with two teeth and half a nose is getting all their teeth and all their nose. Um, in the meantime, um, we got to talk about here. We're going to talk about that or should we switch right to Q and a, uh, we can look at, we can talk about that next time. I'm going to keep that one. That one's going to have staying power. Let's go ahead and switch to dig Q and a. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. In the meantime, if you want to support this podcast, go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. There's the Weeble app affiliated link. So basically for the Weeble app, all you have to do is click on the link deposit like a hundred bucks or whatever but you don't have to put it in any stocks you just have to put it in the account um and then basically when you use that link i get free stocks but so do you you get free stocks so it's actually like oh you're gonna use this app here's money and then you can sell them or you can keep them and then you can put it into something else and you can learn all about these stocks 
There's that Mr. Bowtie guy. Who is this guy? Oh, he's freaking awesome. Let me recommend a YouTube channel really quick. This guy's he's pretty awesome here. Um, let me see here. Let me go. Let me type in. Let's see. Uh, Bowtie Nation. This guy. Let me see here. What's his name? Let's talk money with Joseph Hogue. Um, this guy's awesome. He's got 572,000 subscribers. He's very, very intelligent. And the dude's fucking Jack too. He's on all the steroids. Um, but he's just, he's an intelligent guy. So if you wanted to learn more about stocks, if, if you do sign up for the Weeble app using my affiliate link and you want to learn more about stocks and stuff like that, you, you definitely want to subscribe to this guy's channel. He knows a lot. There's two more too. There is the, uh, there's of course, meet Kevin. So there's, there's meet Kevin who, uh, tells you a lot about real estate. He also has his own courses and stuff like that. He has his own affiliates. So there's meet Kevin. And there's also clear tax, uh, clear value tax. This guy, um, yeah, he's just pretty straight up reads from his information. He's really, really smart. So clear, uh, clear value tax. He doesn't really, he will give his opinion, but he's not, he doesn't really have a political bias, at least in my opinion. So I think he just gives you the straight, the straight shit. And then of course there's um, this guy, Meet Kevin. So those are my three recommendations. Uh, let's talk money with Joseph Hogue. Clear value tax, at, with with yeah, a clear value tax. Let's talk money with Joseph Hogue and Meet Kevin. Those are my three financial guys that you should absolutely be subscribing and paying attention to. So, so you can use my affiliate link for the Weeble app. You can support the website simply by going to positivesarcasm.com slash donate um, and just any amounts appreciated. And of course, the new uh, drink that I'll be, uh, what's it, Magic Mind? The Magic Mind drink, which will be, I'll be debuting for the next 15 weeks um, coming up soon. And there'll be like a a link for that and stuff like that. Okay? So that's, I'm going to just tell you that. Anyways, I'm going to shut my mouth. Let's do some Q&A. Whew. Almost lost myself there. Am I out of coffee? Good. All right. Fuck it. Let's do it. Um, here we go. My company has a strict no beard policy, except for a medical exemption. A younger guy in my department recently jumped through the hoops for exemption. When the general manager found out, she made some snarky comments about the policy and how he knew about it when he was hired four months ago. We all thought her tone was a little unprofessional, but shrugged it off. He then found out that the GM cornered our manager and said she won't consider the new guy for future promotions because of his beard isn't that a form of discrimination am i overreacting i don't like shaving either but also i like my job and don't see having a beard as the right professional hill to die on um unless it's a health hazard or a a workplace hazard um unless it's a workplace hazard say uh, an appearance thing is i think that's illegal i think there's actual illegal hiring practices or illegal promotional like that's like there's that's a bad thing like i don't think you want to i don't think the you want to be found out that you said hey i'm not giving this guy a promotion because of his beard or his skin color or his religion you know kind of like what project veritas is doing right now with all those shitbag school administrators uh same thing here um they got a beard, so I won't promote them. I'm going to hire this other lady or other person or uh, who's less competent but doesn't have a beard. Of course, ladies don't have beards. <laughs> Fucking duh. But besides, what's wrong with a beard? It's probably a good-looking beard. 
So, um, are you overreacting? No, you're not overreacting. Um, I personally prefer to shave. I shave every other day, uh, except for Sunday. So I shave Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I and then Saturday, Sunday I leave it, and then I shave again on Monday. That's that's pretty much it. Um, so basically everything she's doing here is 100% unprofessional, and could get you fired, and it could also get the company sued. So I would uh, run. Let's move on to the next one. I began a job. I began a job. I began a job. I began a new job last fall, coming off a very stressful work environment. A particular issue I faced was having to use my personal cell phone as my work phone. I changed jobs because I wanted a healthier work environment. I get you, but my new supervisor, who can be a kind, who can be kind and understanding, lacks the ability to maintain professional boundaries. Occasionally, after Zoom meetings, she will call me to quote go over or break down the meeting we were just in. Am I crazy or is this not okay? I always, I've always thought it was important to respect people's schedules. And if you have a certain topic you'd like to discuss, send them an, send them an email or ask uh, what, when they have time in the future to set up a meeting. Phone calls are a common occurrence now regarding a wide range of issues. So, okay. Sometimes I'll receive two to four calls in a day. Almost every single phone call could be an email. How do I politely ask my supervisor to stop calling me and texting me? I worry this request might not go over well. It won't, as remote working life has potentially blurred the communication lines. We don't have Slack or another messaging platform, unfortunately. Logically, I know I have a valid stance to request that we only communicate via email, not necessarily, unless it's an emergency, but I'm struggling to find the words. No, you're struggling to find the strategy here. I have some coworkers I do communicate with via text message, once again, not professional, but those folks seem to have a better grasp on boundaries. I don't know how to ask her for something that would only apply to my boss and fear insulting her. Um, it's, no, debriefing, and first of all, debriefing and going over a meeting via text or via email, emails are good for like plot points and, you know, meeting notes, but to actually just like, you know, sit there and talk shit and, and when I say talk shit, I mean just kind of like shoot the shoot the shit about the meeting. Um, should be done in person, or it could be done over the phone, or via Teams, or via Zoom. You can have another meeting after that via Zoom and just kind of discuss it or something like that. But you know, voices, talking, actually talking. Email's not going to cut it. Texting is not going to cut it. An actual verbal exchange is the only is the one of the ways is the only way, whether it's in person or over the phone, to do it. So I suggest you find an alternative platform to do it in. I suggest it's like, do Teams, do Zoom, do WebEx, uh, uh, you know, fucking do uh, what I do. Um, what do you call it? Uh, 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 you know, a streaming, a streaming platform like OBS or whatever. Seriously, so do that because it's not unreasonable. Move on to the next one. Should I? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whew, whew, whew. All right. Should I tell my parents? Should I tell my parents that the reason I don't let them spend much more time with their grandkids is that they're not leaving me much money? What? I'm struggling with what my parents. I'm struggling with what to tell my parents when they pester me about my husband, and I don't bring our, and I don't bring our two young kids, three and five, to visit them more than once or twice a year. 
We all used to live in the same metro area, but a few months before our first child was born, my parents moved into a luxury full-service retirement facility almost four hours away. It's so expensive, we'll be lucky to, if they leave enough to cremate them. And far from enjoying themselves, they do nothing but complain about the demanding and bigoted old rich folks who populate the place. They accuse me of loving my in-laws more than them. I would say that, but my in-laws did help us buy a lovely house with a separate suite, which they had moved into when our first child was an infant, to save us the cost of a nanny. They spend quality time with our kids every day and seem genuinely interested in them, in them as individuals. They, their plan is to spend only what they need to and leave most of their money to us. My husband is their only living child. His, his sister died tragically young. Okay. This may be partially a cultural. This may be a partial, partly a cultural difference since I'm white and my husband is Chinese American, but we've already mutually decided that this is exactly how we want to behave towards our grown children and grandchildren. Assuming, of course, that it doesn't conflict with their wishes. This is a long one. Jesus Christ. In contrast, it feels like my parents have decided to prioritize themselves, not to invest, and not invest in future generations, and that. And that this is a continuation of a lifelong pattern. They had six kids seemingly just because they like babies losing interest in each of us as we grew old enough to speak their, our minds. They didn't help me or my siblings with college. We had to either go into blue collar work or wait until our mid twenties when we could qualify for loans independently. Okay. Uh, thus getting us a late start in our careers. We shouldn't have gone to college, stupid. They didn't contribute to our homes, weddings, or emergency expenses. Of all six of us, I'm the only one who even has kids, only because I married someone better off. Oh, so, okay. So now I'm, them wanting to see my kids all the time feels like uh, wanting to have their cake and eat it. Should I communicate this to them? Or keep my bitterness to myself and continue to make excuses about the long drive even as the kids get older and less exhausting to wrangle? Mm, well, look, they still had you. Um, they were good to you. It, it, look, after 18, it's kind of up to you what you want to do with your life and stuff like that. So I think at this point, I mean, you should balance some time. Like, listen, I, I we can't do it all the time, but like every other weekend or once a month, you know, come up with a strategy. This is when you get to see them, stuff like that. They'll still get to see them. They'll still get to watch them grow up. Um, and plus, it's also important that your kids uh, not only see you, but see other parts of the family. It's it's like a it's it's, it's a thing that's really important to them because it, they're not just going to get your perspective and, and lifestyle th thoughts and ideas, but they're going to get their grandparents as well, and they'll be able to really have a, a more worldly perspective as they grow up you know it, it, there is there's a lot of benefits to it so you need to go out of your way to balance these things and let them know okay well this is hard for us right now financially but we can make time to do this 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 and this uh according to these dates find that balance because that's going to show your kids are going to see that your kids are actually going to see that it's like no, where you don't want them to be extreme. Fine, we're gonna see your parent, we're gonna see your grandparents all the time, or we're never gonna see them, or we're gonna barely see them. It's like find something a little bit towards the middle and go from there.
I think that's the best course of action. Um, all right, let's do one more. Would it be overreacting to resign because my coworkers didn't come to my graduation party? I invited my coworkers to my graduation party. None of them showed up. Now I want to resign. <laughs> my coworkers have never made me feel welcome in the 10 months that I've been with our company. 10 months? That's nothing. When I first started, I had admired how close all of my coworkers were with, with one another. I made efforts to connect with everyone in my department, but they generally don't seem interested in connecting with me at all. No one has shown any real interest in getting to know me. It hurts my feelings. You're at work. Who gives a fuck? Of course, but I kept my hope alive that we all might grow closer over time. Inviting them to celebrate my graduation from design school, a major milestone in my life, was my last... Well, it's not for them. It's for you. You graduated for you, not for them. Uh, was my last attempt at trying to connect with them. Out of the 10 coworkers I invited, only three of them bothered to respond, and none of them showed up. I cannot work at a company where I'm disliked and disregarded regularly. Well, are you? I'm thinking about resigning. I feel unwanted, ignored, and honestly a little bullied. Would I be overreacting if I'm quitting? Um, look, if you don't feel like you, you want to work there, then, then don't work there. Just have something else. If you're starting a new business, fine. Um, if you're... Look, I'm not in your position. I'm not going to tell you you're being a bitch to fuck it because you want to quit. It's like... Fine. Just have something to fall back on. If you're looking at a huge, if you're thinking about huge life changes, or if you're thinking about, um, you know, getting to an, going to a new job, it's like, hey, you know, think about it, weigh all your options, and make that decision. You know, if you just want to say fuck it and go off, okay, fine. It, it's really up to you what you want to do with your life. As long as your decision doesn't severely impact, like, the children or you have pets or, you know, family that relies on you, okay, then if you're on your own, you do whatever the hell you feel is best for you. If you just want to be a road tripper for the rest of life, cool. If you want to focus on things that are more towards your design school degree or whatever, totally do it. But I wouldn't walk out the door and say, fuck you. I would just leave. And then that's it. Sometimes the best uh, response is none. Honestly, uh, we are closing up on an hour. We're coming towards an hour, about 52 minutes. We'll go ahead and close up shop for this week. Um, feel pretty good actually today. It's kind of nice. Wasn't sleeping there for a while, but back on it now. I feel a little bit better. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Positive Sarcasm. You can find me on a couple other alternative sites like Minds, Gab AI, uh, Wisdom. You can also find me at Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. Uh, this this podcast airs video-wise on Facebook and also on Rumble. So find me on there. Like, subscribe, share, donate. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Questions, concerns, comments that way through my website. Or uh, you can email me directly. PositiveSarcasm at Outlook.com. New sponsor coming in a couple weeks. In the meantime, also the Weeble app is one way to support this podcast and support your own wallet. That it? Yeah. Fuck it. I think we did it. Yay! Cheers to the Great Reset. <laughs> Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. Ooh. Let's get rid of that first. Three, two, one. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. I want to share my life with everyone around. I want to spread some love. I'm feeling the bed. I'm going to give my heart to everyone around. I'm going to share my love.